Welcome to the Track Talk podcast. We are back. It's the 2024 season. It's Bahrain Grand Prix race week. I am so excited. And I'm joined by Shah, who is also very excited. That's the word of the podcast today. How are you? I'm very excited, Dan. <laughs> told you guys. I told you. Yes. Um, not only is it the start of the 2024 season, but I think it's actually possibly one of my favourite tracks on the calendar. I think it's got loads of overtaken opportunities. And in general, I think the whole layout is a pretty good racing circuit. So do you know what? Get some racing into my veins. I agree. I agree. I've said this before, but any circuit that has a DRS zone after the main DRS zone produces good racing because you'll get an overtake into turn one and then you'll get another take into a turn four, I think, where the car can try and come back at it. It's a, it's a good layout of a circuit i'm buzzing i'm buzzing um testing were well, you weren't here for the testing review what what I did you make of testing unfortunately. um so unfortunately i was working quite a lot so i wasn't actually able to keep up to sure date with oh hello Ooh, siri hi siri um i've I just told in... siri that bahrain's a good layout and it <laughs> it wasn't here for the testing review siri was not present she doesn't understand it oh god now he's piping up mine um <laughs> yeah, I wasn't able to keep up to date with it as much as I wanted to. However, the main bits that I got was a lot of red flags, a lot of the track having to be sorted out because of drain covers and things, and that Red mm. Bull was still really fast. Yes, and that Alpine are apparently very slow. Indeed. So, mm. it's always tricky with testing, isn't it? Because some some teams don't really want to kind of show their full potential and we also don't 100% know what they're trying to gather data on um, and not everyone has their runs correctly and not everyone's on track at the same time because there's like an AM and PM session Um, so it's always a tricky one and I said to Dan before we start this podcast that this preview show is always challenging because it's the first of the season and we don't have all the information and we also don't know how it could all play out Um, so this is going to be fun, but do bear with us. <laughs> We're still going to give you our insights. Um, but yeah, I, I just really, I really hope that we can see more teams battle against Red Bull. I just don't know if that's going to be another possibility or not. Yeah. I said to Shah, before we started recording, we don't, we don't really know what we're talking about. We don't claim to be experts. We're just here for a chat and, uh, you know, we'll give our opinions on things. So yeah, for a good time. Exactly, exactly. Um, the Firstly, before we get to Bahrain, the big bit of news breaking in F1 today is that Christian Horner has, officially at least, been cleared of inappropriate behaviour. Rebel have said that they are confident the investigation has been fair, rigorous and impartial, and that the person who made the complaint also has a right of appeal against this decision. From what insiders at Rebel are saying, I don't think this is done i think there's you know it's going to keep dragging on i think there's going to be a lot more to it but it does mean that we'll obviously see christian horner at the helm of the team in bahrain this weekend so i'm sure he's going to have fun and media duty i mean yeah it's it's been pretty quiet and kind of been eked out longer than we kind of expected and you know christian horner is a massive name in formula one not only because of you know his persona and things like that from Drive to Survive and um, being the team principal for one of you know well the constructors champion for the last few years, um, 
but he's been with the team since day one, since Rebel Racing kind of began. And losing a character like that would be absolutely devastating for the team. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm really happy that he's got away with it or, it, it, you know, or if he has or hasn't. I just don't know. Like Dan says, if it's finished, I still feel like people will want to kind of maybe dig a bit deeper and check that it is a thorough thing because this isn't something that should be swept under the carpet. And I, I doubt that they would do that. It's just very hard to have a full understanding, especially because of his persona and his status within Formula One. Yeah, I mean, obviously, behind the scenes, we can only hope and assume that it's been a very, very thorough process. But obviously, as a complete outsider sitting in, we don't really know anything. We know there was a complete, maybe he'd done something inappropriate. He's been cleared of it. That's literally all we know. And I feel like a lot of people would like a bit more transparency. But whether we'll ever get that, I don't know. Obviously, I'm guessing the media will ask him 20 million thousand questions on it this weekend but as you know a lot of insiders at Red Bull are saying there's going to be more to this it's not just a case of oh he's not done anything wrong onwards with the F1 circus I think there'll be there'll be more to come yeah I think it's going to be a lot of no comment no comment um Mm. kind of things um yeah not really too much to say but you know he he's not out of the woods yet I think um there's still going to be a lot of heat on him no, have you? I don't know if you've seen any drive, of Drive to Survive, the new one, but there's a scene in it where he brings Santa to visit his kids at home, yeah. and Santa says to the kids, "Like, has, has Daddy been good this year, or something?" Yeah. And then just the <laughs> irony of the timing of the release of that is is quite something. But, I honestly, when I saw that, I thought, um, "Has he? Uh, <laughs> let's see." Um, yeah, yeah, I noticed that as well. I did have a little chuckle. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to keep going. That was it. Full full Uh, stop there, Dan. (laughs) I I know. I know that now. (laughs) Um, Let's look back at Bahrain last year. Verstappen won the race. Perez was second. Alonso was third in what at the time was an absolute rocket ship of that Aston Martin. Lance Stroll came sixth with two broken wrists. So, you know, it's a track that that has surprises in it. It lo- it's looking like Alpine will be near the back. Haas have literally said they expect to be last. So, you know, <laughs> they're setting the bar low and then there's that. Which is, to be honest, it's quite a good way to be because then you can only do better than what you're expecting. Yeah, but <laughs> if you're, thinking... you're like American and you're a diehard Haas fan. Or like, imagine that like, you're into NFL. Like, imagine like the Chiefs head coach was like, yeah, we're not getting to the Super Bowl this season. So like you'd be like, oh, what's the point of me watching it then? Yeah, but I don't think you could compare Haas to the Chiefs. Considering no, but the Chiefs have been like, in the okay, Super any Bowl sport, four though. out of five years. <laughs> no, no, but and even if the Tottenham manager said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do well to get in the top half of the table this season. I'd be yeah, like, oh, well, yeah. that's not the attitude I want. You want positivity. No, absolutely. Um... <laughs> I just think, you know, it's it has, has having a bit of a, a tricky situation, I feel like. I don't know about you. Um, yeah. I'll tell you a team that I am very intrigued about to see, once again, is McLaren. Because last mm. year was Heartbreak Central. The year before was also Heartbreak Central. Yeah. Um, last year, Lando Norris came <laughs> P17, which was last out of all the finishers. Uh, <laughs> was, two yeah. laps down. 
and um, <laughs> Oscar Piastri DNF. Uh, and the year before, Lando and Daniel Ricardo. Uh, bear with me, just getting to check the numbers. Sorry, while you're checking that, last year, Hulkenberg in a Haas had a 15-second time penalty and still finished above Lando Norris. Yeah, times times were Ooh, tough. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. 2022, Lando was 15th and Daniel Ricciardo's 14th out of the 17 finishers. So, in general, this track doesn't really suit their car by the looks of it. Um, and Lando is kind of being a bit ambiguous. He's kind of saying, we know who the top two teams are, which you can assume is Red Bull and Ferrari. And then he's kind of placing, you know, the team back roughly where they were, really you know, fighting amongst uh, Mercedes and Aston Martin and then McLaren. So um, it's going to be interesting because obviously the start of the season for McLaren was woeful. So to see if they can continue what they kind of then got on with for the second half of the season um, would be great. But start of the season for McLaren, similar to Mercedes at times. I haven't got high hopes. Um, and like oh, McLaren. Go on. Go on, go on, go on. No, 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 no. Go, go, go. I was going to say, aren't McLaren quite heavily Bahrain like, invested in and owned as well? Yes, I think they are. You're right. Of... That's a bit of a PR disaster for them then, recently. Yeah, I mean, it's not great, is it? Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, like a, not a home race, but, you know, you've got a lot of investors and you've got yeah. a lot of support in that sense. Um, and, you know, you're not nowhere near the top 10 so hopefully they can rewrite um the last you know few years rewrite the history and change that what i was just gonna say is that as dan has mentioned alpine Mm. it's not looking good um well i don't know i mean other than the fact it's been reported that their car is slow on the Short runs, slow in the long runs, aerodynamically unstable, poor in their tyre use, and the team don't really know what on earth's going on. It sounds like they've nailed it, though, other than those very minor details. Yeah, I mean, Ocon didn't paint it in such as a bad light, but he said, we know we're entering this season slightly on the back foot with the new car concept, and the team is working incredibly hard to bring more performance to the car in the coming races. Um, and he said the test session in Bahrain was extremely valuable. We learned a lot about the new car and its characteristics. The car improved from the first to the last day in testing, so we're hoping to see improvements over the course of the race weekend. So that sounds nice and positive, but it sounds like they're driving a tank. Yeah, but it's saying that, oh, we've gone for a new concept, we're still trying to understand it, not just like clause one of let's use a good get-out excuse. Oh. New concept. We don't quite know what's going on. It feels like that's just like the the recent Mercedes, for example, just their go-to reason. It's a new concept. It's not our fault. You know, it's like if you changed formation in a different, like in a football or something. You'd be like, yeah, we're just figuring out the system. But it's like, "Mm, is it? Or have you just got it wrong? Yeah, I mean, Gasly's followed that same thing, saying there is a lot to learn. I think the good thing is we've identified what we've got to improve and what the priorities focus on over the next few weeks. It's been very clear with Esteban. We had very similar feedback straight away. So it's that kind of like blanket statement saying, you know, we're not going to be great, but we need we know what we need to work on. We, we're, we're going to try and claw our way back. But it's such a yeah. shame because Alpine have been quite strong the last few years. Um and as we like to say on this podcast, um, I just think Ocon is like Mr. Reliable, Mr. Consistent. 
He was always roughly in the top 10. He was always scoring points. And then um, last year was a bit more of a struggle. And it just seems like this year is even worse. Alpine had a strong car a few years ago. Yeah, I feel like they said stuff straight out of the press briefing playbook, though. You know, like the yeah. press officer was like, this is what to say, say it. They've obviously both said, you know, they've both listened and said exactly that. But a friend of mine pointed out, actually, that I hadn't really thought of. It was a good point that she made. Um, they've had a lot of investment recently mm. from like Ryan Reynolds, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. They've had like loads of celebrities like invest into them. You know, is obviously not, the they're not investing in Alpine for fun. They're doing it to try and gain something. So if Alpine is suddenly last, they're not going to be very happy. I'm not and saying this... they will be last, but if. If, yeah. But is this the team where there's like seven sports stars have mm-hmm. paid it? So Patrick Mahomes yeah. bringing up the Chiefs again. Pretty sure um, Travis Kelsey maybe as well. Was maybe. I'm not, I'm not actually sure of exactly who it is. Um, let me just quickly check because that is very true. Alpine Investors F1. But I know, I know Travis that... Travis Kelsey, Auntie Joshua, um, Rory McElroy. Uh, who else? Who Trent's else? definitely in it from Liverpool. Yes, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, yeah, they're the main main names, really. So... They had in so they have invested uh two hundred million euros and acquired a twenty four percent stake in the team. So with investments like that, that surely should be a massive benefit to the team in regards to the car and what they're producing out on track. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, we saw this a little bit actually in one of the Drive to Survive <clears throat> voice crack Ooh. in one of the Drive to Survive <laughs> episodes. Um, was um, the sponsors were sat down with Zach Brown when McLaren were doing really badly, and they were like, "All right, what the hell's going on? We've paid loads of money to be on this car, and you're performing like utter garbage. Like, you know, if this is our biggest sponsorship, you're not performing. What's going on?" So, like, I suppose that's an element that not a lot of people really think about, mm. but. You know, it's a very important element. You know, if all those seven suddenly came together and went, look, lads, this is just ridiculous now. We've invested all this money and you've gone rock bottom. But there's nothing stopping them just taking their money and leaving. 100%. For a worst case scenario. Well, were we saying... They got saying, their is it, um, saying that, that they're most, the most, like, undecorated car with sponsors. Normally, yeah. Like, they, they just look like a blank canvas. So. And you can see how that affects the team. And, you know, even previous series of Drive to Survive, we saw, like, you know, the Money Warriors with Williams and how that has affected mm. the team. And now they've got more sponsorship and funding. It's massively improved for them. So it's, just, it's frustrating, but I guess it's with every sport how important money is. Um, yeah, it's just a, a shame, to be fair, that that plays such a big part in the sport. Jay's not here, so I'm going to do a little bit, which means I can only ask you of a little bit of track talk trivia, because Jay can't do it. There is one turn at Bahrain with a name. Do you know what turn it is, and do you know what the name is? None of them have names except one. He's one million percent asked us this before. You do know that. You should know it then. I know, and that's the worst part, but I've had deja vu. Oh my gosh. 
I kind of know it, but I can't. Am I allowed it's... a clue? Can you give me a, some sort of clue? Um, it's named after a driver. Yeah. Which oh. narrows it down to a few thousand. <laughs> but realistically, now. Max Chilton's not going to have a, a turn in Bahrain named after him. Is it Paul, Arthur Paul DeResta? It's actually not, no, believe it really? or not. Paul, the Paul DeResta bank hasn't quite caught on yet. Justice for Paul DeResta. Um, I'm so sorry. You're going to have to put me out of my misery, and I'm so sorry. <sighs> so sorry to Jay. I can hear Jay from here shouting. I, I can literally remember him telling me this before, and I struggled last time. Oh, just go, Dad, go. Uh, it is term one, which is named after Michael Schumacher. So uh, <sighs> pretty, pretty fundamentary, you know. Turn one, most famous F1 driver of all time, arguably, with Lewis Hamilton. So, you know. But, uh, but yeah, that's the, only, that's the only turn of that. There's 353 metres to the first breaking point. That's another fun fact for you. And I've now run out of fun facts. Um, it's hot, hot, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's another one. Sick. Um, another fact for the weekend is that... The race is taking place on Saturday. Lights out it at is. three PM instead of Sunday. Mm. Which is kind of messing me up in my head because I'm now thinking we're recording this Wednesday evening. I'm now thinking tomorrow is Friday practice and it's Thursday practice, which gives you elements of Monaco vibes, but also confusing that it's not the weekend yet. Yeah, I kind of forgot that Monaco used to do that. I don't think they yeah. do it anymore, do they? No, they kind of got rid of that the last year, wasn't it? Yeah, a couple of years ago, I think. I can't remember now. But uh, but I'm not mad. It means less time until we can see F1 cars on track, and that's always a positive. Indeed. Um, should we do some predictions for the Bahrain Grand Prix? Yeah. You sound very unsure about that. I was just thinking if there was anything else we needed to say, but um, <laughs> oh, we can add it on afterwards. Um, yeah, go something on. Something in my eye. Oh dear, that's never. Um, good. no. Right, Jay sent them. Jay's away. Jay's at the Yas Marina track, actually. Um, but he's away, so we're gonna do them. We're gonna do. I mean, like, by default, because he sent them forwards, he kind of has to yeah. go first. I'm a little bit annoyed about that because he's um, taken a couple of what I'd like to suggest. So, do we flip a coin for out of the two of us? Oh, I don't mind. I've half written mine, so you do you. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't mind if you want to go before me or... Yeah, okay, if you insist. Um, right, so... Jay, Jay's going first. As usual, we will do pole position, the podium, a positive surprise, a random finisher prediction, which is P12 this week, and two bold predictions. Last year, this got very, 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 very close. Do we draw? We drew in the end, right? Yes, we did. Mm, I had such a close. lead and I let it slip. Did you? I've, I've got rid... I think, I think I've still got the list somewhere of... I Who had won? such yeah, a I solid, solid lead against Oh, yeah, you, you didn't get any points after... Ooh, ooh. Yeah, I had a really good stint in the middle, and then... Uh, yeah, you did. Wrong, basically. Hmm. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, on to the predictions this this uh, week. On poll, you'll never guess who Jay put. Uh, oh, 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 I know, I know, I know. Magnuson. Yes. No, Jay has obviously put Max Verstappen on pole, which means Shara and I cannot put Max Verstappen on pole, which <laughs> is highly annoying. Here we go. Um, You're going to say who I've put now. Go on. So I've put Leclerc. Of course you have. I nearly put Perez. I nearly put Perez. I wouldn't be mad about that. Why don't you just take Perez then? Because I took Leclerc instead. <laughs> I did say we should flip a coin for this. You're the one that said, no, no, you go. So don't come at me now. Um, Who are you going to put on pole? Well, you say Perez, but I just don't almost... No, but if that Red Bull is is still the, the fastest car possibly like know, it was last year, the Perez wasn't getting poles, was he? I'm going signs. There you go. Oh, okay, okay. If it's Perez, you're going to absolutely kick yourself now. I will be pretty fuming, <laughs> and you so will know Perez about it. Up on pole. Okay, I can already hear that message coming into the group chat. No! You're joking me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, okay, so you're saying it's Carlos signs, right? The podium. Jay has put. Exactly what I've written down before he sent them, which is really annoying. He's put Verstappen first, Leclerc second, Sainz third. So I've stuck with the first two, and I've just put Perez third instead. Verstappen first, Leclerc second, Perez third. Nice. Um, well, because I've changed my poll now, I'm thinking, ooh. But I've gone with Verstappen, Leclerc, Alonso. Oh, really? You yeah. think that Aston's going to be up there again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is um, what I said. Think. <laughs> I didn't want to put. I just ba- I know. Basically, I know that I probably should put Perez, but I just feel like I'd rather give it to something like that. And I feel like you know, Alonso did well last year. Um, Aston could have another, you know, success story. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's bold predictions for a reason. I I'm mean, this isn't. It safe, this is just like the normal Jay. predictions. We're not at the bold predictions yet. I feel I I take bold all for the whole thing, Dan. I take bold for the whole thing. That is such I'm a lie. Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm so playing safe. it. No, I'm not so <laughs> safe. You just think that, but I don't think that is. Okay. Oh, no, Alonso's not, but, you know, normally. Uh, anyway, 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 on to the positive surprise of the weekend. Jay thinks it's going to be Pierre Gasly, which I don't really know what we'd categorise a positive surprise as, given that the Alpine last season was pretty decent, but if rumours are to be believed, the Alpine this season is terrible. So we'll have to judge that one when we do the review. Yeah, it will be a debate because... Obviously, we've got very low expectations based on what they've said. So if Jade tries to come on here and be like, oh, my God, he finished like P14, I'm going to be like, well, <laughs> I don't think that's very positively surprising. Mm, indeed. Um, I think you're going to quite like mine. I've actually gone Daniel Ricciardo. Wow, this look at you. I know, I know. I know, he's my negative surprise for the whole year. Um, but <laughs> this weekend, I've put him as my positive surprise. I just feel like, I don't know, he's going to want 
He's going to have a point to prove. Indeed. And, you know, there's there was talk from someone, one of the journalists, I can't remember who it was now, that Red Bull's ultimate goal is still to get Ricardo back in that car. But it seems to be like he chose to leave Red Bull and then Red Bull has spent the entire time since he left trying to find a way to get him back in legitimately. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, if he comfortably beats Sonoda, he's definitely in with a shout. And he well, cannot afford to be beaten by Sonoda if he wants to get anywhere near that, that, that main team. So I've gone ex- Ricardo. Exactly that. He cannot afford to be beaten by Sonoda. We saw what happened with Nick DeVries. He was being whooped by Sonoda, expecting Nick DeVries, sorry Jay, to be um, the main driver, the team leader of the team. And they chunted him even before the sun break. So Daniel Ricardo, with all his experience, you know, previous race wins, Previous polls, all that experience, he cannot be beaten by Yuki. So pressure's on, if I'm honest. Mm. It's not going to be an easy ride for him, if that's what people are thinking. Um, positive surprise to me. I'm putting McLaren as a whole. Really? Can, can, can we do that? Why can't we? I don't know. It's always been a driver. <laughs> can well, we do it's teams? It's always been a driver. It's not always Hasn't been it? a driver. I've done other stuff, like we said the FIA or like blah, 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 blah. There's no way we've ever said the FIA is a positive surprise. No, I think when it was all kicking off with Michael Massey and stuff. But what, in general, they're not going to lose complete control this weekend. Yes, no, but basically, I'm no, saying yeah, you can have it. I'm saying for basically Lando and Piastri as the team because it's been so shocking. I'm hoping that they could finish. P12 and high, and I know it's still out of the points. But because oh, of how- please. Shut that up. That is not counting. If they finish P12, you're not having that. I'm speechless. I haven't finished. Not- <laughs> Have you just heard oh. what I've said? Did you not hear the statistics that I absolutely shoved right in your face earlier? I said they were P17 and did not finish. They were P14 and 15. I don't think P12 here is being out of order. Not no, both. but they ended the season with poles and podiums. Ended the season. Bahrain is shocking. <sighs> we'll okay, we'll have to get both Jay's opinion the, on this. Both in the points, but Jesus Christ, I'm not allowed to. No, we, I mean, we, it, you know, it's one of those things we have to judge. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the word I'm looking for? I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. You know, we have to wait and see what happens to judge it because I suppose if they qualify poorly but then race very well, you know, it's subject. You know, we need to discuss it. It's all Sunday. subjective. There's lots of variables. I know. I know. Um, right, well, <laughs> I just realised uh, I've put on, P12 <laughs> on from that horrendous assault on me. Um, P12 is the random finisher prediction today. Jay has put Lance Stroll. Oh, I don't know what you're laughing at, but we'll find I'm out in a minute. At, I'm laughing at mine. Um, I've put Logan Sargent. Um, I think he's going to come 12. I'm guessing you've put a McLaren. Yeah, so my posit- I wrote the P12 before I said positive surprise, and I didn't even clock what I've just said, 12th and higher. I put Piastri as P12. Um, hmm. <laughs> exactly. Because hmm. that's... Um, hmm. I know I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to stay with it because it's all subjective, um, as we say. We'll see what happens in the sense of positive surprise-wise. So, no, I'm going to stay there. I'm going to stick with what I've said. Oscar Piastri, I hope you're not P12. I hope you're higher, but just in case. 
do me a solid and get me the point. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, right. We always make two bold predictions every race weekend. Apparently, you're unhappy with one of Jay's. I don't know what one. But Jay's first one is know. that at least one Mercedes is knocked out in Q2. Yeah, exactly. I'm not happy. I don't want that to be the case. Oh, I thought you meant you weren't saying it was bold enough. Oh, no, 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 no. I just oh, that's okay. not true. You just said, I don't like that bold prediction, angry face. So yeah, <laughs> I, I thought that it. was you saying it's not bold enough. <laughs> I, saw, no, I saw it and was upset because I thought, no, I don't want that to be the case. I don't want um, oh, Mercedes okay. to be like performing that badly. I thought, oh, if they're P11, then it's maybe not as bad. But I, yeah, I had... I had a debate in my head about this, uh, just evidently not to you both on our group chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so that was Jay's first one. At least one was said he's out on Q2. My first one is that one of the teams has a double DNF, which is a pretty stinky start to the first race weekend, but I can't tell you the last time that happened at an opening weekend. Have a look. No. Definitely wasn't last season. Alpine had a couple of double DNFs last season as a whole, back-to-back at Silverstone in Hungary, but that was because they kept crashing. Um, and maybe Australia. Red, Red Bull, uh, 2022. Did they? Max and Sergio both had a DNF, which is what gave Charles Leclerc the win, Carlos Sainz, then Lewis Hamilton the podium. Wow, okay. I still feel like it's not very common, though. No, it's not. So you you can have it. I'm just checking anything else. Alpatari, yeah. Um, but that was weird. That was when they had that really bizarre um, reliability issues that just came out of nowhere. And then that's mm. when it was like the Max. So Max has won his first championship, and he was having the um, like we were seeing the battle between him and Shaw. We were like, oh my god, is this the new one? And then it didn't last very long. <laughs> no. So I feel like when anyone DNFs at Bahrain, it's always double, in the same place. Double DNF 2019 Renault. All right, so it's slightly more common than I thought. <laughs> I'm going back. I think that's bold. I think that's bold. Bear with. Red Bull Racing with. in uh, 2018, Max and Daniel. God, Red Bull need to just give up on Bahrain. Jeez. Okay. Oh. I think one team as a double DNF is unlikely. What the hell unlikely. happened in 2017? I don't know. What did happen in 2017? Two McLarens, two Hasses. Nope. Is this in Australia? No, no Bahrain. It... Really? The 2017 yeah. season opener was not in Bahrain. No, I know it wasn't in Bahrain, but I'm just going to Bahrain to get these stats. Oh, no, I didn't. I kind of meant just the first race of the season. I feel like it's unusual. That that Haas one was when they couldn't fit a tyre on a pit stop to save their life. And like, they started quite well. Oh, Christ. In a, oh, God, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that's, right. that's the Haas um, one, I think. I feel a little bit reluctant, but I, I kind of rate you for it, so go for it. I think Jay would let me have it if yeah. he was here. Yeah, that's a good answer to say, mm. isn't it, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> Stop think... going at me, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You do know that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, what's your first one? Well, Dan, I'm having to wing this because I'm panicking, as uh, I'm sure no one else is surprised Shock. to hear. Shock! I'm going to say 
the race leader has a pit. <laughs> as you hear, <laughs> literally making it up as you go along. It's yeah. really funny. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Um, a ra- the race leader has a pit stop blunder which pushes them out of the podium place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have that. Like they, yeah. Do you know what I mean? As Not a result like... of a slow pit stop, they fall back out of the podium positions. And then they don't get in, they don't get in the podium. So it's oh. not like, yeah. Yeah, like... yeah. So say say Max I'm not gonna lie, I would have let you have it even without the added bit, but yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll go back to the first pit. Because <laughs> um, like if they, if if Max's leading is a stinky pit stop and then he's tenth, but still works his way back up to the podium, that's kind of impressive. Yeah, to be fair, um, I just didn't think hmm. you'd actually let me have it. So this is why I ramble and make things harder for myself. Um. Anyway, <laughs> onwards. Dan literally gave me such a dirty look. <laughs> Did I? I yeah. didn't mean to. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean ramble, to. Because you don't let me do it, and you kind of looked at me like, uh. Oh, so I think that was just my thinking face while oh. I was thinking, <laughs> what, what, where am I going next? <laughs> um, Jay's final, or second and final bold prediction was that Yuki Sonoda gets to Q3. I think that's bold. Yes, I think so, because... The the car worked great last year at all. No, and if you say well, some people are saying it's quite good for this year. I, well, v, is it V Carb now? Is that I'm so V-carb lost. V Carb or RB, one of them. Um, if we're thinking about both Red Bulls, both Ferraris, uh, both Mercs, Aston and McLaren, say if all those, you know, ten drivers from all you know from the five teams all get through then that is pretty impressive i don't know if that will be the case but if that's the case then i think that's fine cool my second one is that both williams beat both alpines in qualifying so both of the alpines are below both of the williams and bear in mind logan Sargent is driving one of those williams mm. i feel like we i was can just trying to work that. it out because obviously it sounds like the car is because the driver line like ocon and gasly should out qualify Sargent, even if their car is similar so i think Fine. the alpine would yeah. have to be a lot worse so that's what i'm banking on you'd think so can i have that yeah. both alpines to both williams to beat both alpines and quali yeah cool yeah what's your second one I'm going to say, I don't. So I don't know if you'll have a go at me for this, but Bottas to score points. Uh, have a go at you for what? That's not bold. I really don't know where that car is. I I, I don't. And I do not know where that Sauber is at the moment. We know that he's such a good qualifier, and. I felt like we weren't seeing that performance be due to the car last year. And he wasn't yeah, really... Was and there were so many times where, you know, Jay and I would be saying, where the hell was Bottas? Where the hell was Zhou Guan Yu? So if he was to get points, I think that's pretty, like, I mean, fair play. The same again, you, if you want to say, with the top five teams. You've done well in the sense that it's me on the podcast, so I'm going to let you have it because you've just said Bottas will score points. I don't know if Jay would let you have it, but you know but you, you pulled on here. the heartstrings. <laughs> you pulled on the heartstrings, and uh, yeah, yeah, you you can have you can have that. You can have Thank that. I'd you. be delighted. What was it when he first 
got when Mercedes first replaced him with Russell and he went to Alpha and then out qualified Russell in the first race. Yes. And everyone was like, oh, okay. You literally like, were screaming. Was that 2022, wasn't it? Um, yes, it would have been. It would have been season before last. So, um, Bottas okay. is another driver fighting for a contract as well. Qualifying in 2022, Bottas was P6 and Russell was P9. But then the race result was Russell was P4. No, we don't need to look at the race. And <laughs> where is he? Oh, he's P6. That's actually all right. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, was, he did have a good race, but he was behind. That Russell. wasn't bad. Um, like, I, was, I, I scrolled down, I won't lie, thinking he fell back. But that's all right. Rude. <laughs> um, no, but he, he's one of those drivers that, like Sonoda, like Ricardo, like science now actually you know he's like probably others as well i just can't think off the top of my head but they're they're driving for a contract i'm pretty sure but Bottas, his runs out at the end of this year what so about Alonso he, as well he's a bit of a question mark i feel like alonzo's contract just depends if he's happy with that aston martin i feel like they'll want to keep him yes um so I as saw... long as the car's good he'll want to stay I saw a, a very short clip on um, F1's Instagram from their driver's press conference today, and it was saying like if he feels that he can continue racing, if he still wants to race, and as well he's thinking like, well, you know, 2026 is a new regulation, so if he stays on in 2025, for example, that's the last year of this, and then there's the new thing, so what would the team like? So it was a lot of stuff. He said he feels pretty good in himself, but he said it's a very tiring, um, you know, schedule and calendar. It's much shorter, more compact. Um, and I actually keep forgetting how old he is. But he's in such good form. It is it is completely down to him, and it's a tricky one to say. But um, I can't almost predict who would take his place, in a sense. No. No. Neither can I. Um... <clears throat> This is off the races website, so if I'm wrong, don't come at me, come at them. Uh, Perez's <laughs> contract runs out this year. Hamilton's did, but he's gone now anyway. Obviously, Sainz wants to drive. Alonso's apparently runs out this year. There um, you are, yeah. And Lance Stroll's contract has not been made public. Funny that. Uh, apparently, both Alpine's drivers, Alpine drivers have their contract running out this year, and Logan Sargent runs out this year as well. So actually, a lot of the grid have their contract running well, out this right? year. Oh, yeah, sorry. And Bottas. And Joe. And Ricardo. Say, yeah. And Sonoda. And Magnussen and Hulkenberg. I don't know why I just decided to do half the grid when I started that. That's fine. Um, I mean, it sounds like basically the whole grid. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, eleven, technically twelve, thirteen, technically thirteen, but realistically eleven have their contracts running out at the end of the season, which is. A lot of drivers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I do think 2025 will be a bit of like a shake-up more year compared mm. to obviously this year has basically stayed the same lineup. So, um, I've I've quite looking forward to it in the sense to see the chaos. And you know, there was in the press conference today, Carlos was asked about how he felt about Hamilton taking his contract and he said the, the classic thing of no hard feelings, as far as in his shoes, I mm. do the same. He has a good relationship with Fred Vasseur. Um, 
So, you know, he's playing it very diplomatically, which I think is the best way. You don't want him to go in there kicking and screaming, throwing his toys out the pram. But um, no, it is a decision that I think everyone can be like, well, I understand that's Ferrari, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I guess time will tell. It will indeed. Right. Do you have anything to add before we finish and go to bed before waking up tomorrow for FB1? F1 2024. Um, I'm really excited to see all the cars on track. I'm excited to see what this year is going to bring. I'm excited to see how the drivers are going to perform with their cars. You know, we're saying that Alpine look a bit shoddy, but then our Ferrari and a Red Bull are going to be on there. Our Ferrari going to be able to keep up with Red Bull. Are we going to see more? so many questions that I hope that we can get more answers to and it's that exciting thing where it's a clean slate, everyone's on zero points and um, you know, let the season begin I agree I agree, it's very exciting obviously Bahrain's one of those tracks where FP1 and FP3 are sort of not as relevant and FP2 is like the one where you need to really look at the times because that's closest to what quality will be, but we will see. We will see. Well, thank you very much for listening. We hope you're a, you are as excited for F1 2024 as we are. Hopefully, it's a good season. It can't get much worse than last year. Let's be real. But yeah, I will. I'll see you for the race review show. Yes, you will. Lovely. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you soon. Goodbye. Yeah.